Hello, and welcome to the Faith Over Fear podcast, where we attack our most pervasive fears with truth, because life is too short for any of us to live enslaved. We are passionate about helping God's children live in freedom. We would love to chat with you online or on social media. Visit our show notes to learn how to connect with us. I'm Jennifer Slattery. And I'm Tara Rye. And I think we both, and maybe all of us, have struggled at times when God calls us to something. And especially if it feels like it's a high-stake environment, if maybe it's an area that we don't have a lot of experience in, and we can become so focused on our fears and our insecurities. And the more we focus on ourselves, the greater our insecurities and fears become. And we begin to think, or at least I do, of all the reasons that God shouldn't use us for that situation, for whatever it is, why somebody else would be so much more suited, better suited. Or we can begin to rely on others rather than God. We can seek comfort and help and aid and wisdom from humans first instead of going to God first. I can completely identify with that, Jennifer. I know early on in our marriage, when Greg and I were first talking about how God was calling me out to become a teacher to women of the Bible, I did not feel that I had the knowledge or the equipping of what was necessary for me to do things. And at one point, Greg said to me, Tara, you know, God's going to call you to be an international speaker. And I remember actually laughing at him. Greg saw God's presence and will and provision in my life in a way that I didn't. And it took me actually spending time in the word of God, not actually listening to what just Greg had to say, but drawing near to God and praying to him and seeking him to hear what he had to say. And as I did that, he started to affirm in me the things that he was calling out of me. And and so Greg saw something, he affirmed it in me, but it wasn't until I drew near to God to hear directly from him that I knew his presence and what his will would be for my life. It really made a big difference. Yeah, I can imagine. And I know, you know, we're all as believers, we're called into battle. That's just part of living for Jesus Christ. And your story reminds me of a section in scripture where a man was called into a challenging situation And it appears that maybe he allowed his fears to kind of get in the way of that. And then somebody else rose to the surface who understood God's power and his call and his provision and his promises and really stepped into that. It comes from Judges, the book of Judges. And Judges tells us about a time when the ancient Israelites, they were ruled by judges who were basically community leaders who helped settle disputes and draw the people to God. But most of the time, God's people rebelled. They turned to idolatry. They acted in wicked ways. And when that happened, God removed his protective hand, which allowed invading armies to swoop in and to oppress the people. And then the people would cry out to God for mercy. He would forgive them. He would raise someone up to rescue them. And then once rescued, they would honor God for as long as that warrior or judge lived. And then they would turn to wickedness once he died. And this cycle was continuing when we get to Judges chapter four. And it tells us about a time when the ancient Israelites, they were oppressed by the Canaanites. And God saw their oppression and he raised up, so a prophet named Deborah, 
And she was the judge at the time. And so she heard from God and people came to her to set, to settle their disputes. And one day God revealed to her his solution to their oppression. And the Bible tells us that Deborah said to Barak, the son of a of Benoam from Kadesh and Ethali, and she said, The Lord God of Israel commands you, go, take with you 10,000 men of Nephtali and Zebulon and lead the way to Mount Tabor. I will lure Sisera and the commander of Jabin's, Jabin's army with his chariots and his troops to the Kishon River and give him into your hands. And Barak said to her, If you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. Wow. So basically God had already given the command. He had given the promise. I'm going to take care of this thing. And it sounds to me like conditional obedience. One thing I love about this story, and I would encourage listeners to read the entire chapter, Judges chapter four, because you see such a contrast. In contrast, Deborah responded with immediate obedience. She said, certainly that she would go with him. I love that word. Certainly I will go with you. It's almost like she's saying, duh, of course I'll go. Like this is God's command. He's going before us and he's going to conquer this army for us. And that's exactly what happened. God fought on Israel's behalf and they completely conquered their enemy, except one person escaped. Yeah. So the king he fled on, on foot when things were happening, and, and he fled into the land where there was a man named Haber who was a distant relative of Moses, and he ended up going to the tent of Haber, and the wife was Jael, and she welcomed him into the tent and said, come right in, do not be afraid. And he said to her, and he says, I am so thirsty. Could you give me water? And so she gave him some milk, and she set it up, and she covered him up so that he could rest. And he said, would you just stand in the doorway and let me know if someone comes um, and if they ask if um, anybody's been here, say no. So she let him go to sleep. And while he was sleeping, she took a tent peg and a hammer and quietly went to Sisera. And she drove that peg through his temple so that it went into the ground and he died. Also at this time, Barak was in pursuit of Sisera and he showed up to where Jael was. And she said, come on in and let me show you the one you are looking for. And so Barak went into her tent and there lay Sisera, dead with a tent peg through his temple. On that day, God subdued Jabin, the king of the Canaan, before the Israelites. And the Israelites pressed in harder and harder until Jabin the king was completely destroyed. That's an amazing story. And it reminds me at every moment, I can be a Deborah or a Barak. And really the entire book of Judges gives us a series of contrasts as well. We can, at every moment, we can live with courageous obedience to God, or we can live in cowardice. We can live in a way that honors him, or we can follow after our culture or what everyone else is doing. We can follow God, or we can follow idols, whatever those idols might be. And so as I read this passage in the context of judges as a whole, God just reminds me of the impact of my daily choices. It, it is, I think, a challenge in our, in our walk daily that we can easily drift the way that Israel did. They drifted in disobedience for 20 years, 20 years. 
And, and when they would cry out, God was always present. He was always available when they would seek him. And what I love about Deborah, that she was willing to listen to God. She was willing to draw near to him. And it reminds me of James 4, 8. We are promised that if we draw near to God, he will draw near to us. And she was honoring that. And he gave her his presence and his command so that she could speak that into Barack so that he could go forward. Wow, Tara, that's such a great reminder to me as a mom, as somebody who is involved in various mentoring relationships, and also as a ministry leader, I can be pretty opinionated. And when I see a problem, I want to jump in and I want to fix it right away. And I can think that my solution is just amazing. So brilliant. But I need to make sure that I am spending time with God. God will call me to speak truth into people's lives. That's my role as a mom, although it's shifted now that my daughter is an adult, but I still, God has still given me that responsibility, just like Deborah's responsibility as a prophetess was to speak truth to the ancient Israelites. We get the sense that she spent time with God to ensure that she was hearing first from God and that she was then relaying an accurate message to Barak. So I love that reminder, just when I feel like I have this great sage wisdom to give that I need to kind of hit pause and make sure like, am I sifting this through? Have I given this enough time in prayer that my suggestion or whatever quote unquote truth that I'm speaking in this moment is going to actually be helpful and not hurtful. That is going to help the person obey God and not make it challenging for them. Something else I really love about this whole account. This was a very high stakes life or death situation. And Deborah was basically tasked with delegating a huge responsibility to Barack. And she had to trust that A, either Barack was going to catch that responsibility, run with it, and do as, as God had asked. And that if Barack did that, that God was going to use Barack to complete his will, to fulfill his will. Or if Barack failed or refused, she had to trust that God was still going to fulfill his will. And that's something that we see very clearly in this story. Barack dropped the ball. And then Deborah came in. She had to also be willing, and that's a role of leaders, right? As you hand something off, you entrust the person you delegated it to, to actually run with that thing. But you're always prepared to step in whenever necessary. And notice Deborah, she didn't hold this over Barack, I don't see her belittling him or or chastising him. She's just like, well, yeah, certainly I'll go with you. And so she's like, let me walk with you in this. Let me show you what it looks like to courageously obey God. I, I think that that's awesome. And that makes me really want to, on a daily basis, just be in a presence of asking God, you know, Lord, help me to draw near to you. I want to hear you in your word as I am reading. Um knowing what you want so that I can know what I need to do today. And then that's where I have to trust that he's going to make provision. And that's where I get sad when I see Barack's response, because she has told him what God will do, how God is present, how he's going to provide. He's going to rout the enemy. And he's like, oh, I can't do this unless you go with me. And so he kind of abdicated his trust in God 
to the messenger. And it's really easy for me to do that when I trust somebody special in my life. So when I was young and my 20s and Greg was speaking life into me, God actually convicted me. I could not have Greg be my God. And I had to learn to hear from God directly in the word of God and trust God's presence in me to show me what I need to do. Now, praise God. Yes, I need to have a husband that is doing that as well. And, and Greg was doing it, but I needed, I didn't need to make it where I can only do this, Greg, if you do this with me. Wow. Yeah. And you know, in this story, we come to find out basically Deborah said like, okay, God's going to do what God's going to do. He's going to perform the victory, but someone else is going to get the honor. And that really struck me. God will fight the battle, like light will win. And we have an opportunity to engage and be part of that. And had Barack followed God in obedience, it would have been such an honor for him to be the one to defeat the commander of the army. But that didn't happen. I mean, God still created the victory. And so there was still blessing there, but he forfeited this high honor. And I, I think we have to remember, God can use anyone and anything to complete his will. And when we remember that, and I think that's what I love about this story, he used a woman. And actually, he the woman he used was married to an ally to the Canaanite, to the Canaanite king, to the Canaanite army. And so again, it just shows God is going to win his battle. And we can be part of that. Or we can shy away from that, but there's such honor and growth and just experiencing Christ in and through us when we trust him to do what he's promised to do. That said, I do want to emphasize in Christ, we always have grace. And I think we see that in this story as well. And when we do respond out of our fear, instead of responding out of faith and out of obedience, when we allow our fear to hinder our obedience, then I believe God gives us another chance and he brings someone to come alongside us, just like he brought Deborah to come alongside Barack. So Barack still engaged in the battle. He wasn't completely disqualified. And I want to believe that he was able to learn through Deborah's actions. And so we always have the opportunity to learn from others and then to try again. And every time we see God bring about victory, we're reminded that it's really not about us, that he's the one with the power and the strength and the sovereignty, that the one who calls us to it, as the saying goes, will bring us through it. He will give us everything we need to do all that he's asked. Thank you for listening. I hope our conversation deepened your understanding just of the power we have available to us in Jesus Christ when we yield to him, when we rely on him rather than ourselves. If you haven't already done so, I would love it if you would subscribe to this podcast, then you won't miss a single episode and make sure to share it with your friends. And we would love it if you would rate it as well. That helps others to find it. Until next time, may you live with the courage of one who truly has been set free. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Faith Over Fear, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. To learn more about Jennifer Slattery or to check out any of the resources she mentioned in this episode, just head over to her website, jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com or check out our show notes. This episode was produced by Kelly Givens.
and edited by Stephen Sanders. A special thanks to our executive producer, Stephen McGarvey. For more Faith Toolkit podcasts like this, just head over to lifeaudio.com. A powerful prayer life does not require hiking a mountain to be able to hear from God. God can meet us right in the middle of our busy lives to help, guide, and speak to us through prayer. I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical teaching and encouragement on how you can make prayer a natural and consistent part of your everyday life. I promise it won't require hiking a mountain, but you just might develop the faith to move one. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.